Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You're about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. This is your fresh weekly report on housing conditions in Oklahoma City that will enable you to make smarter investment decisions and gain insight on local trends. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's top rated by sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and Homes.com. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. I think it's the craziest thing when people come to Oklahoma and they're like, what is there in a deal? Like, there's nothing. Are you kidding me? You talking to the right person. Let me help you out. Right? So it's like, you know, whether it's a, a soft opening for a new restaurant or some type of, uh, you know, new community aspect or, or filler or art that's uh, been added to, you know, some type of community within or around the metro. Uh, something, you know, there's always something active. I'm all about stuff active. So, Welcome to episode 49 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, Malcolm Tubbs, courtside reporter for the NBA Thunder, as well as a featured reporter on Fox 25, comes to talk with us. That was streamed live on OKC Real TV. We're going to feature it on today's show as well. Into your market news. Homes sold for the last seven days in Oklahoma City coming in at 161 closings. Our median purchase price coming in at 150000 That turns out to be $99.22 list price and $97.99 sold price. That's a 1.25% discount on the median. 10-day average days on market. And our top sale of the week coming in at $1.65 million. That one going to 6601 Northwest Grand Boulevard. Congratulations on the 5,000 square foot, $301 per square foot sale occurring here in Oklahoma City after just 74 days on the market. Looking at your REOs for the week, we had four closing, closing in at an average uh, sale price of 118000 That comes out to $72.84 per square foot with a sales price of $70.47. That's an average of a 3% discount for the last uh, 30 days in Oklahoma City. Uh, We're looking at a median of 61 days on market. And here's your news. Hi, I'm Andrew Bishop in Oklahoma City. And this is the news. Yesterday, OKC Talk reported the Bricktown Urban Design Committee voted to approve the demolition of two abandoned century-old warehouses. The structures owned by Don Karchmer are located at 1 East Main and have not been occupied for several decades. When the application was filed last month, Karchmer told OKC Talk that the buildings were unsound and very difficult to secure. 
He also mentioned that the property was in the path of a future rail line and would need to eventually come down. Karchmer operates the surface parking directly to the north on behalf of the city of Oklahoma City and has an agreement with the city and Bank First to develop that lot into 800 to 900 space parking structure which would likely be connected via a skywalk or lower level tunnel to the Santa Fe garage on the other side of the BNSF railroad tracks. The parking development agreement was forged in conjunction with the bank first purchasing the 36-story former Cotter Ranch Tower last summer. At the same time, the bank and the Continental Resources negotiated the purchase of the Santa Fe garage from the city. Karchmer indicated he had no plans to, the, to develop the soon-to-be-vacant warehouse property and that there is no set timetable for the parking structure. Also, Oklahoma City Talk reported, a Kansas City-based recreation and entertainment chain is planning a location in North Oklahoma City. It will be only their fourth location. Chicken and Pickle has submitted plans to build a new complex near Broadway Extension and Britain Road. As part of the uh, larger 900 Broadway complex, Chicken and Pickle will join Flick's Brewhouse as well as proposed restaurants office and housing on property that was once owned by the Oklahoma Publishing Company. Plans show a total of 11 pickleball courts, five outdoors, and six in an enclosed structure. A separate building will house the kitchen and bar with large overhead doors opening the ground floor to the outdoors and another bar and seating area on the rooftop. Pickleball is similar to tennis but played on a smaller court with hard paddles instead of rackets with strings. It is easier to play and learn than tennis and is growing rapidly in popularity. Chicken and Pickle first opened in Kansas City and proved to be a big hit with a large restaurant and bar area and other yard games. The menu features rotisserie chicken, pork, and beef, along with hand-cut fries, along with craft beer on tap from local breweries. The second location opened in Wichita, Kansas. Third is underway in San Antonio, Texas. 9,000 Broadway is compromised of 55 acres and is being developed by Randy Hogan in conjunction with American Fidelity, which brought the former OPUBCO headquarters and surrounding land in 2012. Oklahoma's first Flicks brew house is under construction and plans to open later this year. A new headquarters for Delisi Brothers is also well underway directly south of the proposed project. Once again, I am Andrew Bishop. All right, thanks for that wonderful news. We're here live in the studio with Malcolm Tubbs, Fox 25 Morning News feature reporter, as well as the on-court MC for the OKC Thunder Malcolm's here today to talk to us a little bit about the culture of Oklahoma City. Malcolm, you've been very, very, very busy putting your ear to the ground to hear of all kinds of events going on in Oklahoma City. In fact, I would imagine you get invited to something every night of the week. Am I right? Uh, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times I, I try to, you know, rub elbows with, uh, you know, as many movers and shakers, influencers around the community as possible. So there's always something happening. I think it's the craziest thing when people come to Oklahoma and they're like, what is there in a deal? Like, there's nothing. Are you kidding me? Right, you're talking right. to the right person. Let me right, help there you, you out. go. Right. So it's like, you know, whether it's a, a soft opening for a new restaurant or some type of, uh, you know, new community aspect or, or filler or art 
that's uh, been added to you know some type of community within or around the metro. Uh, something you know, there's always something active. I'm all about stuff active. So well, and people people here, I feel, and this is this is. Con- I lived in Maryland for a while, and if you just say hi to a random person, they literally look at you like, "What are you trying to sell?" Uh, you know, yeah. like just because you're saying hi, you know, uh-huh. and that's that's kind of that East Coast mentality though. But here. You say hi to somebody, and, and next thing you know, you know their kids, you know their school, you know everything about them. And I think that's what adds the element, uh, oh, yeah. you know, in these social. So talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, part of what you do is trying to get people out of the home, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, guys, here's what's going on over here. Bet you didn't know this was going on. Mm-hmm. How challenging is that? Really, uh, you know, uh, just sticking within the confines of entertainment, fun, family, community, sometimes free, uh, it can be a little challenging because, you know, you want to have something that's all-inclusive. And with that, there are many things to do. But, you know, another constraint with my job is finding things at 6 a.m. in the morning, Mm. Monday through Friday. So that's another Mm. thing. When all of the community events are happening between 5 and 9 p.m., Right. it's like, hey, can we, like, reenact that, you know? right. At and, 6 and drink coffee <laughs> and, right, and, and donuts yeah. and try to fake the the fun, but it's, I mean it's not even fake. It, it's so much fun. So, so what happens here in the morning? I mean, generally I'm here at the studio at about seven thirty eight. What's going on in the rest of Oklahoma City in the morning? Ooh, I would say most of the hustle and bustle is happening at the box gyms around the metro, the boot camps, style mm. workouts and stuff. Mm. Um, there are a lot of people who like to start their day with either yoga or lifting or some type of just something active. And I, and I love that. Restaurants are always booming in the morning. E- okay, so either eating or they're working out. Eating right? or <laughs> gaining <laughs> it or losing it. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about uh, when you say like these boot camp things, you're talking about like the um, – Oh, what do they call that? Uh, like freestyle training, but it's it's there's a term for it. Yeah, so kind of like gladiator style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Pushing the tires around. What is that called? Right. I, I want like functional fitness. I don't it, even know. It's like form fitness, Andrew. What's what's that called? Where the the people uh, work out and they've got, you know, they they push around tires and drag chains yeah. and. That's what Get I'm talking serious. about. Like they prepare for combat. I swear they love it. Yes, they, they love that. It's like when you start your day feeling like a warrior, you can conquer anything. The you rest know, of your day. I wonder how many times someone had to move a tire during combat. <laughs> you know? If you can move a tire, you can move a person. I don't know. That, if you dodge a wrench, you can dodge right, a ball. Right. Oh, good stuff. Oh. So we've got folks working out, and we'll find out what kind of gym that is. We got folks working out, and then we've got people eating at restaurants mm-hmm. in the morning. What about the commute? The commute. What's the commute like here? Ooh, uh, you talking about that early in the morning? Sure. Yeah. N- nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. Six thirty a.m. Nothing. Nobody's yeah. on the road. Roads are clear. I mean, you know, there are the people who are kind of rushing to get to work, maybe if if they're up at that time, but. I don't have to deal with traffic really at all with my mm. daily schedule. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going into work at 5, so there's no one on the road. Um, I get off of work around 12, 30, 1 o'clock, so it's still that there's that little light lunch rush, but still nothing too crazy. Mm. Um, if I just so happen to take a nap and want to go out and get some dinner around 5, I realize, like, oh, snap, okay, like, this is when people are out because it's traffic, you know, and it's busy and it's mm-hmm. hustle and bustle. Um, really starts around three for uh, I feel like it's two three, thirty yeah, three o'clock because yeah. the construction workers they're usually like seven to three 
yeah. you know, that, that kind of contractor trade, uh-huh. plumbers, and, and not plumbers, but like if they're on a construction site downtown and all that, that movement, that's all seven to three. Mm-hmm. And then so they're getting off work two thirty three, and then that's starting to pick up. And then the people that are leaving the five o'clock shift early yeah. start at four. And then, uh. yeah, I remember, so I, I went to college in Houston and that's crazy. That's a crazy town for East, traffic. I actually just got back from Jamaica Beach um, visiting my sister Galveston. in Houston. Yeah. Okay. And it's a great beach. I was like, "How do you live here? This is <laughs> the most ridiculous traffic." You almost feel like you need a helicopter. And Texas drivers are the worst. I'm sorry. You might think well, Oklahoma drivers. Texas drivers like they describe will cut worst. you off. They will cut okay, you off. Okay, aggressive. It, yes, that's what it is. Okay. So maybe that's another thing about the Oklahoma. Mindset. I felt like Texas drivers are good, like skilled. Okay. Because like, yeah. it takes a lot of skill to do that whole straight up NASCAR. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> like, I have to change my whole mindset. Like I adjust my seat a little bit. <laughs> I used sit to up, get off the phone when turn I was driving the music through down. Houston. <laughs> right. If I'm on the highway, yeah. it's like like um, mom, I gotta go. I'm driving through Houston. <laughs> speed racer for real. <laughs> Man, but uh, so Houston, I mean, I love Houston, you know, the nightlife and everything is all cool, but I don't think I could live there. It's too, it's too busy. I feel like I've gotten accustomed to um, the Oklahoma lifestyle and just that family dynamic. It's mm-hmm. like whether I honestly think this, whether I would, was on TV or not, you know, mm-hmm. a personality um, or not, I feel like I would still not know a stranger or I still wouldn't have a stranger in Oklahoma because mm. like you said, like me and Bishop hit it off immediately when, when we mm-hmm. met and like he brought me into his community and I, you know, it's like as much as he gave, I took and, and vice versa. And it's just like a reciprocation of love with everyone you meet here in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And it's growing to be a melting pot of just people from so many different cultures and cities and States around the country that it's like, whether you're raised here or not, once you come in, you're part of the family. You know what? Yay. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, so the founder of AOL, I forget what his name is, but he wrote a book recently called The Third Wave. And one of the things he talks about is the first wave was the East Coast, right? That's where everybody came over from England and all that. Mm-hmm. And they started the United States of America, and then they Steve revolted. Case. Steve Case. Steve Case. Yeah, Steve, um, Case. Steve Case. Yeah, Steve Case. Okay. Steve Case, founder of AOL. A lot of you may remember Instant Messenger. Oh, yeah. Okay. The creator of the internet paid by minute. Mm. Remember, they gave you like a million minutes, though, at the first download yes. disc. Yeah. And then after that, you know, you had to pay $3 a minute or whatever it Me was. and my sister would like go to Blockbuster and steal those discs and then just get like unlimited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until they like finally caught on, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, but we tried. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yep. So, but anyways, uh, so he talks about the first wave is the East Coast. Second wave is the West Coast. Oh, yeah. And the third wave is the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening right now with real estate. Oh, yeah. Also with business booming. Absolutely. Uh, And just, I feel like a cultural revival is Mm -hmm. happening in Oklahoma City Um, and in the Midwest, really, like Kansas and all these just states that you wouldn't think are now having legendary painters coming out of them, Mm -hmm. legendary actors. We were at the 4th of July on Friday and interviewing a couple of guests there. And one of the guys, well, what do you do for a living in Oklahoma City? He's, I'm a full-time actor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would not. So, well, you've heard about the uh, the new tax incentive that um, I guess studios are given in Oklahoma. No, no. So, and I'm gonna what mess this up. Uh, so, to, 
really, <laughs> yeah, really surface <laughs> description um, without giving the wrong details. It's uh, basically uh, producers, uh, TV studios, movie studios are given a tax break when coming to film in Oklahoma. Hmm. Um, and this is something mm-hmm. that just passed like over the past few months. So after Dead Center Film Festival, it was something that we talked about highly on our show, mm. um, following it and, and leading up to it. Um, and then getting the chance to talk to some of the directors and actors from Oklahoma, um, how excited they were to, to, to get this new opportunity to That's, bring... That means they don't have to pay taxes. Or they, uh, they get a big break. It's like, uh, I want to say Georgia has a tax break, so there's studios that have been popping up there. Mm. Um, so it's like Hollywood, of course, you know, mm. L.A. Right, and then right it, but you can fake a lot oh, now, yeah. especially the special effects. Yeah. Yeah, but the fact that, you know, filming these movies here and mm-hmm. Oklahoma, for, again, going off of talking to some of these producers and directors, um, Oklahoma is, they say, is the perfect place to film any style, genre, category of movie because there's so many different backdrops, settings. Apparently in Oklahoma, you get all five, depending on where you are in the state, in the entire state. You know, it's like Oklahoma City is here in the middle. You go five hours out to Boy City. It's at the the very edge, um, 20 minutes away from Colorado, 15 minutes away from Arizona. Um, it's like right there on the border, the panhandle. Um, or even... You You're know, talking, you get the mountain look. Right, yeah. Okay. You, kind of, you can get the mountain look there. Mm-hmm. You go far east, you get kind of the foresty. Mm-hmm. You know, if you hit it in the wintertime, it looks almost like a tundra style, depending mm-hmm. on the season. It's mm-hmm. so many different elements. So we get all five terrains in Oklahoma. There's mm-hmm. the salt plains, the deserts out in northern Oklahoma mm-hmm. that you can go out and it looks like you're in the Middle East. You mm-hmm. know, it's like... So with that in mind, they're so excited to come and film here, and it's bringing in so much more opportunity. So in the next three to five years, mm-hmm. yeah, this might be the next you know Marvel Studios. Who no, knows? no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, just on the uh, it's on the bell curve, you know, on the yes. end, uh, on the up and up, so oh, to absolutely. speak. And especially with the convention center that's being built, it's now going to be the biggest in the North America, if I'm not mistaken, either yeah. North America or the U.S. That's at right. least. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that alone is going to bring tons of traffic. But mm-hmm. the things that like what they're doing with Scissor Tail Park with uh, yeah. Kings of Leon for free mm-hmm. and having everybody come out to just see that this city is really like accepting to bringing in bringing in those big names and mm-hmm. for people to really kind of take a second look and it, it kind of hurts um, because of what's happening with the thunder kind of takes away from our shine but we've built up so much yeah. through other things that people now have remembered our names and won't forget who we are as oh, people. Absolutely. Andrew, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so Let's let's expound on what's happened to the thunder. Ooh. Okay, that was a very loaded uh, statement Andrew just made. Uh, Andrew, what do you mean by that? And let's fill in. I know I know we got a expert in the house today. So basically, what had just recently happened? I think everybody was. Um, you know, urgently waiting the decision for Kawhi Leonard. Everybody had uh, kind of thought that Kawhi Leonard had narrowed his team down to the L.A. Lakers as well as the Toronto Raptors and going back to the Raptors to um, the defending champions. Um, but basically what ended up happening was is he was playing 4-D chess with everybody and went to the L.A. Clippers and while he was doing that recruited Paul George to come to the Clippers and which call, Paul George went to Sam Presti and demanded a trade and said, you know, I want to go play with Kawhi. And, of course, Sam Presti could not turn down five first-round draft picks. And uh, Shea Gillius-Alexander as well as uh, Danilo Gallinari. Uh So um, with those things right there, you cannot – you know, you you, you can't really, like – 
fully take in you know what you had just had because two years ago you had this mega team of what you thought with Paul George and Russell Westbrook and all of these other players but in actuality they really weren't um, bringing in um, you know this type of thing that we would hope for you know in a super team mm -hmm. and um, with with injuries um, onset injuries and mindsets and getting the correct combinations but after that happened, uh, they also traded Jeremy Grant as well. So now we've also lost Jeremy Grant as well as Paul George, and we uh, are on the brink of trading Russell Westbrook to possibly the Miami Heat or the Houston Rockets. So there's a, there's been a I feel a, a like swing. we need a translator for some of those listeners out there that may not be sports-centered, but the just for those that didn't track with that is major changes happening to the team. Mm -hmm. Major. Could be good, though. Let's talk about how this could be good for, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So just to be real, like I can't say anything about the players <laughs> because apparently I have an insight as an employee, but even though mm -hmm. like I don't, you know, mm -hmm. I don't. But um, I can say from a fan standpoint and, mm -hmm. and uh, someone coming into the arena, into the game night atmosphere, nothing is going to change. Right? Mm -hmm. So we are known for being one of the most hype arenas in the NBA. Um, and that's not just me being completely biased when I say that, even though I am. But, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, it's been graded. It's, it's been voted from experts, you know, at the top of the league who travel around all arenas all year round. And then they track every different aspect of the game night, you know, programming, organization, how we present ourselves to the... And this is like NBA yeah. officials or, yeah. or program mm -hmm. specialists or something, okay? Mm -hmm. And they're... they're Opinion says nothing's going to change. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I I would say that that's probably correct because a basketball is a game in which yes, talent is important, but one player and one talent can't win a game. No, no matter how good you are. So I would say it's going to take a few a few months, a few games for the fans to adjust to this new roster, these new faces. Well, we've been but, spoiled as well. We yeah. have been oh, very, absolutely. very spoiled. Yeah. You know, the only time of true, you know, bad seasoning was whenever um, Russell went down with that injury, mm -hmm. as well as their first season when they came here, whenever we didn't have Russell, yep. you know, and we were kind of like feeling out, you know, where we were going. And then, of course, next thing you know, we're in the Western Conference. Conference finals and then we're in the NBA finals mm -hmm. so this you know as a compared to think about Charlotte the Charlotte Bobcats you yep. know they were the Charlotte Hornets in the 90s they relocate of course to becoming a rebrand so to speak and becoming the Charlotte Bobcats and came through and were absolutely terrible through their through the beginning of their you know of their careers mm -hmm. you know because of not really fully being able to bring in the draft picks and certain things that they had yeah. so we've never had to truly deal with that as a city so it's it's going to be interesting to to watch the adaption, but like you said, this arena, this um, ambiance, the uh, the Thunder Up crew have been rated as some of the highly best officials throughout um, the entire league, um, and that that goes to show because um, with us being a small market franchise, to see such high numbers of attendance mm -hmm. of fan interaction between um, the people, and the the cool thing is is that. You know, I think a lot of times fans, you know, put these, um, like yourself, the MC, you know, at the uh, at half court when those guys.
guys make those $25,000 shots and everybody's going nuts. You know, they see you as this, um, you know, second to nature person, you know, that is this rock star that, you know, they would, you know, they, you know, if they could just have a, a quite a quick moment just to, you know, pick your brain to understand what you're talking about type mm -hmm. thing. But then they get to understand that you're a normal human being and that you have, you carry yourself just like everybody else does. And it, you're as down to earth as they come. And so I think it's, it's really cool for them to understand that with the, with the crew and the people that you work with, because there's a lot of personable people, not just oh, yourself, yeah. but throughout the entire crew. So, and that really goes back to just the Oklahoma mindset, you know, how we are, that's in the core of the community. It's in the core of the organization. And I also think that's how Sam Presti picks some of the players that he wants to, to be on the team. It's like someone who you know you're going to get an amazing experience while you're here as a player. Um, but if, as far as fan love, it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're going to feel like a superstar. 100%. So. Yeah. Well, and there, I, I think there's been a change too with professional sports, where instead of following a team, they follow a, a player. Yeah. And that's that's happened uh, really recently with just the whole like uh, you know idols, really, where I they think just it's take like one. The yeah. LeBron, Kobe, you right. Know, started with Michael Jordan, of course, and it's like right. As soon as he came out with these shoes and the fact that yeah. like. Of course, that's your favorite player because you're wearing his shoes. Now mm -hmm. you have that to go off of. And you see people with all of this gear. You know, Steph Curry can't. Um, you know, it's like every kid now is mm -hmm. a Steph Curry fan, right? Sure. They got his jersey, his shoes, his everything. Russell Westbrook, same way. Paul George, same way. It's mm -hmm. like these guys, um, they, they're following them. So it doesn't matter where they go. They're going to love them. But at the same time, you have that sense of, uh, of obligation to support where you're from. Right. Mm. Uh, or or where you where you've been. So right. it's like right. I'd like to think it's not where you're from. It's where you're at. Mm. Um, I was actually born mm. in California. Mm. So all of my family are like Lakers fans. And it's like I was raised in Oklahoma. Of course, I worked for the organization even before I worked for them. I was a Thunder fan. Mm. It's like I'm here. You know, so it's like you go to a game, you experience that you're an instant fan. Um, you've seen our players. Right. You've you've joined in on them and kind of you're a Russell Westbrook fan or a Paul George fan, you're automatically a Thunder fan. If you go to a game, who, whoever's on the court, you're a Thunder fan. Mm. I mm. think that's so. so. So you've been from, you know, Fox 25 News, which I don't even know how you got connected with that. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. It's an incredible story. And I know it's because you've, you've got talent, you've got perseverance, you're very outgoing. Then you got involved with the OKC Thunder it's actually vice versa. Vice versa? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you got involved with the Thunder. Mm -hmm. Fox 25 News reached out to you. Mm -hmm. What's next? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I would say, I, you know what? Um, really just... I mean, if if you could do anything. If I could do any, okay, anything. Okay, so um, I uh, had the opportunity this past summer, went back to L.A., um, and I try to go as often as I can just because I, you know, I love the West Coast. Um, me and my girlfriend at the time were just like trying to take in all the culture we could. We were only there for like three, four days. And we're like, okay, the one thing that we haven't done while we've been here is like been on a game show. So let's just like mm. try to get on a game show. Mm. So we submitted well, our emails. The Price is Right is out there, isn't it? it yeah. Price so is there's Right. There's so many different Wheel games. Of Fortune. Family Feud, Price is Right, Wheel of wow. Fortune. Uh, let's Make a Deal. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be a great one. Yes. So, of course, uh, I, we tried to be on Family Feud and Let's Make a Deal because I'm like Steve Harvey. Great. Oh, oh, great. Yes. Wayne Brady. Wayne like Brady would be my tremendous. Yes. Like, like whose line is it anyway? No yes. Joke, like my all time idol. So uh I, I tell my girl, I'm like, yo, let's just try it, you know, and then they'll they'll come back with us 
and let us know if we, we got seats into the crowd or whatever. So we, I'm like at work at the arena. We're going over some programming before the game. And she calls me. She's like, hey, I know you're busy. Just give me five minutes real quick. Um, so I got the email back. We got on the show. We're going to be on Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> no way. Honest feelings right there. Dang. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, what? This is crazy. So, like, I'm about to meet Wayne Brady. She's like, no, that's not how it happens. You don't just meet <laughs> Wayne Brady. Like, there's a vetting process, and they got to pick you and everything. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. So we get there, and we show up early. You know, we're like the first ones there. I was like, we got to get there early. Like, I want to just see it. You know, maybe he's coming out of his car, and I sure, get the right, chance to right. see him as he's walking in. Um, so, and, uh, okay, long story short, we get there. We get into the, the uh, studio, and we're all wearing, like, these costumes and everything. So... They're going through the contestants, and this one lady won a trip to Jamaica. Another girl won a trip to Canada. Another girl, uh, they, her and her husband both won a car, I guess, together. And I was like, this is insane. Everybody winning everything. I thought they had like a, you know, like someone has to, right, yeah. yeah, or someone has to lose big, right? <laughs> so get through the whole thing, and sure enough, like, he calls me. So, like, I got the video right here. Right? No he calls way. me down, right? He's like, Malcolm, he looks right wow. at me in my eyes. It was like, hey, look at you, you're... <laughs> So I'm like oh, a 60s disco yeah. Just I don't even know. The hat, yes. <laughs> right, right. So I'm like, I'm freaking out, right? So he's like, uh, he's like Malcolm. He looks at me. I'm like, going insane, right? I walk up to him. I'm like, Wayne, I love you. You don't even notice, <laughs> but I feel like I have to start by saying that. Um, and he was like, okay, focus in. What do you do? Where are you from? And I was like, I'm Malcolm Tubbs, Oklahoma City. I work um, a part of the Oklahoma City Thunder Entertainment Hype Squad. And he's like, oh, so what does that mean? What do you do? Like, show me what that is. I was like, right now? He's like, yeah. He's like, he hands me the mic. And I'm like, uh, okay, so yeah, Thunder fans, get on your feet, make some noise. I had everybody in the studio standing up. And he was like, let's just role play. So I was like, all right, Jonathan Mangum, you're going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers because they just lost in the finals. We want to beat you. I was like, Tiffany Maxim, you're going to be the Thunder. Like, it's a play. And I was kind of voicing over for like two minutes. And they're but, rolling tape now. And they're ro yeah. yeah. So this actually was on, on air. And I was freaking out when it finally came out. So um, to answer your question, after five minutes of storytelling, I would love to be a game show host. I would. I feel like I have this dream ever since I was a kid to just be on camera, be embarrassing. I saw Wayne Brady, and I see so much of who I want to be in that type mm -hmm. of person or that career style, um, and I love it. So, of course, the people who are like at the at the top of kind of who I idolize in a way, as far as you know how they carry themselves on camera. Wayne Brady, Steve Harvey, mm -hmm. uh, Jamie Foxx. I love Ellen mm -hmm. DeGeneres. Mm -hmm. um, and not to, like, too too many horns, but I got the chance to meet her as well. Mm. Um, and she's so awesome. Just, like, all these people, just genuine people. You know, they just oh, like and to, it shows, too. Because yeah. the, the endurance that they have mm -hmm. during, and then the quick wittiness mm -hmm. doesn't happen when you're afraid. Yeah, and, true. And they're just at peace with what they're doing. Yeah. So they can. Have you ever thought about doing, uh, there's a couple of guys, in fact, we talked to some other folks that want to start some local TV uh, kind of streaming shows here. Mm -hmm. Do you have a con? Contract with Fox 25 in which you can't appear anywhere else or yeah yeah so it's so, a no compete clause kind of thing yeah and what I mean that that's just you know saying hey you work for us for a period of time and then after that you could go off and okay mm -hmm. kind of like being traded in the in the draft exactly okay exactly so how do you prepare to be a game show host uh, I think I think it comes 
with uh, just kind of being ready for the opportunity if, if it comes, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, like you were saying, that quick wit, that just being yourself, not to be afraid to, mm-hmm. to step out of the norm of what, you know, you could see anywhere else kind of right, being an right. individual representing your own individual of brand. Course. Of course. Um, that all comes with it. So I, I would hope that right now um, in my life and career setting up to whatever that next opportunity is, because I don't know what it is now. Well, you do know, you have like, like a portfolio, so to speak, of like, and where, if you were wanting to do something like that, where would you go? Would you go to just like an, an agency and just be like, hey, you know, I'm interested in doing this, you mm-hmm. know, this is what I do, this is what I have as far as my folder is concerned of all of the different things I've done in my past, mm-hmm. you know, how could I make it happen? Would you have to talk to an agent or, so to speak, or like, would it be an agency or a, like a booking department or? I think there's a few different ways to go about doing that. Uh, one would be, yeah, getting an agent. They're going to find the jobs for you. You tell them what style of work that you like. Um, they tell you if you're good enough to actually do that and then see if they can get you a job in that to, you know, stepping stone to the next level. So what I'm learned in, in media and television, um, and not to say that I never expected me to be in news, honestly, I did not expect that. <laughs> um, but what I'm learning as far as TV personalities and, and news anchors and, and that goes is that uh, it's like one job is pretty much a, st- a step to the next. It's like building right, you, you right. use well, these you, two, three You're years. learning right now, I mean, all the intricacies of live television. Yeah, which and is so much. It, it, it really is. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Uh, there was uh, Channel 5, Coco, I think, uh, was out at the, the 4th of July Festival. Some of you guys have seen the episode that we listed on Friday. And they were, they were out setting up their shot for their 6 o'clock, you know, and they're, and they're going through their takes trying to get it ready, you know. And I feel sometimes, though, that the news, because you're looking for just a very cookie-cutter approach to the event that's happening, mm-hmm. that it's hard for the news van or truck to get to the event and then to actually find someone to kind of have like an intricate you know embedded conversation with oh yeah and i feel like you do that really well in that um you don't just stand out front of the building and say hey there's an event going on out here you know Uh you'll find someone specific yeah create a relationship a conversation with them and then when your segment comes up you guys talk together and i feel like that's what people really wanted to see because yeah we can see the event we can go to the website Mm -hmm. but when you see the coverage of the event you really want to see the people and what they're doing yeah you know what i love to tell people when setting up opportunities like that or even like you're saying like uh, honestly some of the times i'm like fly by the seat of my pants like Mm -hmm. yo we're gonna show up here right it might not be nothing going on but we're gonna make something work right so my photographer's like oh here we go again (laughs) and sure enough like by the end of the morning i'm coming back to the studio and i'm like wow that was great how did you i don't even know we just made it happen so like through some of those conversations when i'm telling people like hey so this is your event say for instance friday we're going to the mcleod blackberry festival Hmm. um and it's supposed to be a huge deal apparently it's been going on for 70 years wow and i was like wow so she was like yeah um president truman voted uh mcleod uh, the blackberry capital of the united states back in the 70s and it's been a thing ever since i was like wow this is cool so um, so, I'll, you know, I'll just kind of ask questions, casual conversation, and then I'll introduce myself like, hey, I'm Malcolm Tubbs, by the way. I'm a reporter with Fox 25 News. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're not going to have me on TV. I'm like, yes, I am. Because this conversation right. right here, I want this same thing on mm-hmm. TV. Like, as energetic and as excited as you were to tell me how cool this event is, I could, it, don't mm. even worry about the camera. Don't even worry right. about the camera. We're right, right here. We're talking. We're best friends, right? Mm. I'm like, okay, let's do it, whatever. And then it ends up, you know, being great. Or... 
say it's uh, the, the International Finals Youth Rodeo that we were at this morning out in Shawnee. Uh, some of the con- kids who were contestants there were from Australia, right? So mm-hmm. it's like mm. I feel a lot of the viewers want to be invested in the event, but more so they want to be invested in the person. It's right. like if that, I see this exact, person yeah. Because then you can visualize yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter. I had this conversation with my boss, too. He's like, it doesn't matter, like, what you're doing. Like, people see you at a place, right? Mm -hmm. They associate that place with fun, with Mm -hmm. laughter, with excitement, and they want that for themselves. It don't matter what you're talking about. That's right. You could have the logo of this place up behind you, and Mm -hmm. it could be like of a cake cakery or something right and you're eating donuts or eating hot dogs and they're like why are you eating hot dogs at a cake place i want to go there i want some cake right right, right. Did, you know right yeah so just having those conversations making it effortless making it flow and just being ourselves you know whoever you are hmm. as i am we're gonna have a flowing conversation and of make course it really well and like we, we were talking about it the other day you know larry king was very good at being able to bring those true authentic you know the the true authenticity out of people mm-hmm. you know without even really having Having to work very hard you know he was able to ask the right questions he was able to do the right things to make them feel comfortable to mm-hmm. make them feel like it wasn't anything different from what they were doing normally you know and they got excited about it because they were able to truly see how authentic you are mm-hmm. you know and I think whenever you have that organic you know personality you have that true authentic style uh, and approach to, to life it kind of rubs off on people and then they feel that same type of amount and they're like, oh, okay, cool. And, yeah, you know, yeah. this, this ain't that hard, actually. You know, yeah, this is actually see? pretty easy. Yeah. You know, so I think uh, it's a it's a very rare, you know, skill for a reporter to be able to do that and also to keep interest. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people, you know, especially with, you know, our generation, you know, these days it's ADHD and everybody is like, you know, gone by 10 seconds type thing. So being able to have that ability to keep people intrigued and mm-hmm. to keep people watching and to, you know, listen to what you're talking about is a very, very um, skillful thing. So much respect to that as well for being able to do that on on the news. Appreciate that. Anytime. Well, Michael, we're almost out of time today. Uh, Just one last question, really. And this really gets at the heart of what we're all kind of wondering. Uh, Where do you see the future of Oklahoma City? Not necessarily 10 or 20 years from now, but in about three or four years, I think we're going to have the convention center. We're going to have Scissortail Park done. We're also having 20,000 people a year currently moving to Oklahoma City from all over the world, and especially places that have locked down people with medical marijuana cards, mm. like Colorado and, and California. Mm-hmm. We've here been flooded with calls from people from Colorado mm. that are wanting to sell their houses now in Colorado and buy the same beautiful house yep. for half the price <laughs> right. and then pocket the rest of the cash. Yep. And then they can still do their medical marijuana cards. So we're, what, the third state in yep. the United States to legalize medical marijuana yep. and actually have a medical marijuana card. That's changed a lot of the culture. Our alcohol laws updating. Yep. That was last year. Mm -hmm. So those two things have really opened the gates to a lot of venues and a lot of beer manufacturers that have never been able to produce that are now producing here. Do you see us transitioning to more like Austin, Texas? Ooh, you know what? I've heard that comparison a lot, which is crazy. More, I I hear, which I hate to say, I hear Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Is compared more to Austin, mm-hmm. but there's such a, a, a meld between us and Tulsa, um, even though that you know we're an hour away from each other. I feel like the mindset is, is a lot the same. And if anything, Tulsa get it from us. You know, we started it. But um, um, with that, the the growth and expansion of communities alone, just starting with that, mm-hmm. as far as like you know Chisholm Creek area booming, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. like booming mm-hmm. downtown. It, I feel like over the past 10 years has just been expanding at such a rapid pace. It's like you leave for a few months, come back. It's like what? It's it's almost a different You're place. You're bumping into people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, you compare our downtown to other downtowns and the hustle and bustle. But what I love about Oklahoma City, and I, and I hope I'm saying this right, is that Oklahoma City is the largest city in the country largest like land, ma- land mass, mass yeah. wise yeah. right i i think we're actually behind houston on okay, that yeah, i think yeah, houston does yeah, take the right. largest and population for yeah, sure uh-huh. but yeah but we're with that so much space, i think we have ten, three or four counties in the city yes yeah oklahoma cities yeah four counties wide um, and yeah, it does definitely huge. It spreads ball. out so much, yeah. but when you look out at it, there's so many pockets of, of still just opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like those investors they see dollar signs at those places of just trees and, and flat land. You know, sure. Um, and it, I I honestly see just opportunity and growth of, mm. of people coming in, people staying, people starting their lifestyle, starting their families, and not wanting to go anywhere because. Like, you know, the cost of living, of course. Um, like, if you want to add in the medical marijuana law, the liquor law, uh, that's just going to add to the nightlife, of course. Right, um, right. And the fact that... It's on the music scene, too, I feel, oh, has really taken off. You know, Austin really got its start with live music mm-hmm. uh, because people could express themselves and go big in 6th Street. You know, they could practice. Yeah. They could really... On Tuesday night, you could have six or seven bands playing you know that's wow. just unheard of and and i feel like we're leaning towards that that the precipice is ch- is being changed and that's really i think because people can practice here they can go on youtube they can present themselves to the entire world and they can still live with mom and dad until you yeah. know they get uh you know a lot of these college uh tuition you know is very expensive yeah and they have these outstanding loans and they just can't afford to buy mm-hmm. you know and so they're staying with mom and dad longer they're renting which is what a lot of the investors, you know, especially the folks that are on this show, you know, we we invest and then we rent to a generation that is growing harder and harder and harder to buy just because of the debt, the yeah. growing debt load. So it'll be interesting to see Oklahoma City, but we're on the right tracks. Uh, oh, we got all the chemistry there. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys. Seriously. This, Any- is, <laughs> this is cool. Anytime. As always, you can visit uh, for more information on OKCRealEstateShow.com. You can also check out some of our videos on OKCRealTV.com. You can also get to that from OKCRealEstateShow.com. To each and every one, wherever you may be, you have a wonderful morning, evening, and good night. Cool. That was good.